This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Baldhead Bible Podcast is committed to keeping our show free to the public. However, as with everything, there are expenses involved, so if you would like to contribute, head on over to patreon.com, that's patreon.com forward slash baldhead bible, and there you can become a supporting member for as low as $1 a month. While there, please check out some of the bonus material available only to our BHBP supporters. And some of that material includes Bible study guides to help you use the podcast to minister to your children, to minister in a Sunday school class, and to have some quality family devotions. Elijah gets up and he's like, oh, all right, I'm going to go for my morning drink of water out of the bubbling brook Cherith. So he goes and he sticks his face in that bubbling brook and just drinks a great gob of water and oh, it tastes great. Remember, he is running from King Ahab and Jezebel, and the Lord says, I want you to hide under this tree in the middle of nowhere by this brook Cherith, and I'm going to take care of you. And so here he is. He thinks, you know, I wonder what am I going to get for breakfast today? Because ravens have been taking care of him this whole time, and, and soon all of a sudden, here they come, flap, 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 and this time for breakfast, uh, they're struggling with something heavy, but they drop it. Ooh, plunk. Ooh. Hey, it's lamb. And sh- it's sizzling hot. You know, oh, this is great. And then later on for lunch, oh, oh, he, maybe Elijah holds out his plate. Okay, here it comes. Ooh, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This is awesome. Thank you, ravens. Well, I don't think the ravens left. I think they flew down and stood there and watched him. And they were probably like, you going to give me some? You going to give me some? You going to give me some? That's what my dog says every day. You going to give me some? Give me some food. Give me some food. Give me some food. And I can imagine the ravens just watch him eat. Now, the word there for bread implies more than just bread. It's this basic word for food. And I think God took care of him in miraculous ways. I wonder, too, where were they going to get food from? This drought ended up lasting for three years and six months. These ravens, where are they going to get the fresh fruit and, and maybe meat from? Where are they going to get it, I think? They were stealing it from King Ahab's table. That's what I think. I think they were stealing it right off of Queen Jezebel's plate because they were the ones eating the best while the rest of Israel starved. Well, Elijah's eating good, and he's drinking good. But I wonder, what do you do for hour after hour? 
You know, you're sitting under this tree, hiding away. You know, you just finished breakfast. What do I do with my day? I wonder if Elijah's like, you know what? I'm going to play myself in tic-tac-toe. So he played himself in tic-tac-toe and he won, as usual. Maybe he played himself in chess and won again. Maybe he played himself in checkers and won. Maybe he did hopscotch, though. I don't know how to play hopscotch, but I've seen it. I don't even know how it actually works. But maybe Elijah did that and won. But I also think Elijah, I bet he prayed. I bet he was on his face praying to Yahweh on behalf of his people. Praying for their safety, praying for their deliverance from this evil Baal worship that was invading Israel. And he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. Well, one day, Elijah gets up and he goes to the brook chair to get a drink and (laughs) it's all sand. The, The brook's starting to dry up. Remember, this drought lasted for three years and six months. So then he maybe has to go to another tree further upstream and he finds some water, but then that one starts to run out and I wonder if he's starting to get nervous. The birds are still providing him food, but if you can't drink water, I wonder if he's praying and in the midst of one of his prayers, Yahweh comes to him. And I bet when Yahweh comes to him, as it says there in 1 Kings 17, Yahweh speaks to him. And I bet when Yahweh speaks to him, (laughs) Elijah's like, yes, thank you. I was getting nervous. We're running out of water. I don't know what to do. And and Yahweh comes to him and says, I want you to go, arise. And it literally says, get up. That's why I think Elijah was flat on his front, praying to the Lord, begging for mercy, because God had to say to him, arise, get up, get off the ground. I want you to leave and I want you to go to Zarephath in Sidon, the town of Zarephath. Go there. And Elijah's like, all right, I'll go. Zarephath? Zarephath? No, that's outside of Israel's territory. That's right in the backyard in the home country of Jezebel and her Dad, no way, I I can't go there. Well, wait, God, that might be one of the smartest tactical moves ever because maybe he knew, I'm not certain, but what he didn't know was Elijah was the number one wanted man in all of Israel. They probably had his picture on the evening news, you know, Israel's most wanted. There was Elijah. And Ahab and Jezebel were looking all over Israel, turning every rock, every outhouse, every single house they could find. They were looking everywhere for Elijah. And what better place to hide than in the backyard of Jezebel herself? They even went into other countries looking for Elijah. But I bet they didn't check out Jezebel's country. No, that's safe. My dad's there. We are the best Baal worshippers around. Why would you go hide there? And God says, that's exactly where I want you to go. Right in the backyard of Jezebel herself. Right in the center of Baal worship. Go to Zarephath, this small town. Elijah's like, all right, I'm going to go. And then God says to him, I want you, while you're there, to find a widow woman and her widow boy. And she's going to take care of you. 
And Elijah's like, all right, a widow woman and a widow boy. How tall is this widow woman? Is she really short? Is she a little person? Is that why you're calling her little? No, no, she's not. She's not little. She's a widow woman. That's what I said, says Elijah. A widow woman, you know, five foot, four foot. No, a widow woman. Right, a widow woman. Right, a widow woman. Right, a widow woman. No, God says to Elijah, a woman that is a widow. Oh, not a widow woman, like three feet tall. No. A woman that's a widow. Go find a woman that's a widow. And then I want you to find a woman that's a widow and her widow boy. All right, is he two feet tall? Elijah. Oh, sorry, sorry, right. A woman that's a widow who has a boy. And it's the widow's son. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm going. So Elijah leaves. And this is an 80 to 90 mile journey. So Elijah's got a lot of time to think. And I I wonder if he ever thinks to himself, traveling at night, sneaking behind bushes, covering his face up, hiding in bushels of hay on the back of a horse and cart. I don't know, but he's got to go a long way and he's hiding the whole time. And again, I wonder if Elijah's thinking, God took care of me with ravens. Now, ravens are considered unclean animals. To a good Jew, you don't eat a raven. They're unclean, but God took care of me with unclean animals. And then God's sending me outside of Israel to a Gentile land to be taken care of by a non-Jewish Gentile woman. But not only that, Elijah thinks, this woman is the poorest of the poor. In ancient Near Eastern societies, you were at the bottom of the rung, socially, financially. You were in big trouble if you were a widow. Because back then, as a woman, the only way for you to be taken care of was by a husband who would support you or by your children. And this woman, she just had a little boy that she had to take care of herself. And she had no husband to take care of her, so she was incredibly poor. And yet God is using this type of woman to take care of his prophet? Why would he do that? Why would he use birds that are considered unclean to take care of his prophet? I wonder if Elijah thought that. But you know what? I think this is just like God. Because God says, I want all the glory to go to me. And someday, Elijah, when you tell this story, I want the people to say, wow. It wasn't the wealth of that woman that took care of Elijah. It wasn't Elijah's tactical brilliance that took care of him. No, it was his God. All the glory goes to Yahweh. Habakkuk 2.14 says, The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Isaiah 42.8, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. God says, I'm not going to give my glory to anybody else. I want all the glory to go to me, and I love you, Elijah, and I'm going to take care of you. So when they look back and people hear this story, they're going to say it had to come from God. This is an amazing story. 
Well, Elijah finally makes it to Zarephath. And he comes up to the city gates. Now, if you wanted to find out where the action was and you wanted to find people to talk to back in Elijah's day, you went to the city gates. It'd be like going to the mall or, or going to Walmart or some big store where everybody goes, some grocery store, some big shopping area. And that's where Elijah shows up. Now, how did he spot this widow woman and her widow boy? And I wonder how many other widows did Elijah go up to and give this test of faith to, you know? How many other women said, hey, get out of here, you stinky, smelly, with your camel hair tunic. In fact, you're not even from around here. You look like you're from another country. Leave, go. Or was this widow woman the first woman he walked up to? Well, he comes up to her and he says, hey, will you please bring me a little water in a cup and let me drink? I'm really thirsty. It's the first thing he says to this woman. The woman said, well, hey, you can take care of yourself. I'm too busy with my widow boy collecting sticks. No, she says, all right, I'll, I'll go do that. So she takes a cup and she starts to go to get some water for her past that first test of faith, you know, and she starts to walk towards this well, and then Elijah yells at her, hey, hey, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand as well, and that word hand, it can be translated to this idea of whatever you have in your possession, please get me some water, and then maybe go home and get me some bread as well, so I can eat, man, I've walked a long way, I'd love a drink of water and some bread, and... I think when Elijah asked for the bread, she drops the cup and she turns around to Elijah and she says, as Yahweh lives, as the Lord, your God lives, which I think is interesting. She knew this guy was different. Maybe he had a Jewish accent. Maybe she recognized him from the posters around, but... She goes, as the Lord your God lives. She knew this guy wasn't from there. But she's mad. And she goes, as Yahweh your God lives, I don't have anything baked, nothing. All I've got at home is a, a little handful of flour and just a little bit of a, a widow bit of oil in a jar and after I collect my sticks to start a fire, I'm going to go home, start that fire with the sticks, and then I'm going to make me a pancake and my son a pancake, and then we're going to eat it, and then we're going to die. That's what she says in 1 Kings 17, 12. We're going to eat it and die. Seriously, Elijah, you want me to take care of you? I'll get you some water, but you want me to bring you food? I only have enough, a little bit. It's a drought. We're all dying here, and I'm going to take this food home, and we're going to eat it and die. Well, then Elijah gives her the second test of faith. She's passed the first one, and she even notices who Elijah is and mentions his God, which I find really interesting. And then Elijah gives her the second test and says, all right, listen, don't be afraid. He calms her down. Don't be afraid. He's comforting. He's encouraging. I can imagine this woman's crying, holding the hand of her widow boy, you know? She's going to go home and die. She's probably starving herself. Elijah says, listen, don't be afraid. 
Maybe gives her a hug. You go. Go and do as you have said. But first, I want you to make me a, a small pancake. Now, some versions say loaf. Some versions say bread. And what they made back then would look like a pancake to us today. It was flat bread. And it was tasty. But that's all she had to eat. And he says, all right, you go. Go and do as you said. But please, first make me a small pancake. Bring it out to me. And then afterwards, you make some for yourself and for your son. She's probably at this point thinking, what is this nut job? I, I just told him I have barely enough flour and oil for myself. And he wants me to make a pancake for me, for him, and for my son. That's three of us. And then Elijah says, for the Lord God says. And I'm sure he stands up tall and strong. The flour jar will not become empty. And that oil jug will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the surface of the land. I think the woman looks at him and says, Hey, I'm glad you're yelling out the name of your God, but keep it quiet. This is Baal land. We could get into a lot of trouble. And you're not. You really think your God is going to keep providing me flour and oil until it rains. I've already told you I hardly have any. I wonder if this is running through the woman's mind and how many other widows at this point said, you're nuts, goodbye, and took their son and walked away. But this widow, I wonder if she thinks, what have I got to lose? I'm gonna die. You know what? Maybe I can trust this Yahweh God. Because it hasn't rained for all this time. Baal's not coming through. Maybe I need to put my faith in Yahweh. Maybe I need to trust him. And she agrees. She steps out in faith and says, all right. So, I can imagine. She goes home. Elijah follows, stands outside the kitchen door. She puts her little son in a chair. She starts a fire there. She looks inside her jar of oil. Yep, just like I thought. There's nothing in there, Elijah. All right, here we go. And All right, and she pours a little bit of oil. Sizzles on the hot surface of the stone that she's working with. Then she reaches down inside the bag, and yep, I've got to reach way down to get that flower. And she pulls it all the way up, and just a handful. And she looks in the bag, that's it. She looks in the jar, that's it. And puts the flour on the oil and starts to knead it and mush it all together. And she takes her Phoenician spatula and flips it. And then she waits for the bubbles to come to the top, because that's when you know on a pancake is done, right? It's getting a little more solid there, a little more cooked. She flips it again, and she makes a beautiful final pancake of her whole life because of this nut job prophet. And she takes her Phoenician spatch and floop, flips him a, a pancake. And Elijah, who probably hasn't eaten too well on his 80 to 90 mile trip, starts to eat it. Oh, it tastes so good. This is wonderful. And Elijah's got a smile his face the whole time because he knows what's happening and he's um, eating this pancake and she's like all right and she takes her jug of oil and oh wait 
This thing's a little heavy, and she pours it, thinking there's hardly anything in it, and then a lock comes out, and whoa, she overspills it. The jug of oil is full, sizzling all over, and she sticks her hand in to get that last flower at the bottom, and she looks, and the, the bag is practically full of flour, and she gets some handful and puts it upon it. She takes her Phoenician spatula, flips it, and she makes a pancake for her son, and her son gobbles it up, and oh, he's so hungry. And then she pours out some oil for herself and makes some pancakes, and she starts eating that, and then the people, they start smelling. What is that beautiful smell of pancakes? And I bet, you know, She's taking her Phoenician spatula and she's making one, five, ten, twenty, thirty, four. I can imagine a hundred pancakes, you know, that day. It says she feeds her whole household. Her mother-in-law shows up. Her father-in-law shows up. Her cousin Barry shows up. You know, they all come to eat these pancakes. And, and she just keeps making them and making them and making them. And it comes to the point where this is amazing. And she starts to feed Elijah and her whole household. Man, there's so many exciting ways about the story. Number one, Elijah, a man of God, decides to live for Yahweh. And guess what? In so doing, blesses this widow woman. If Elijah hadn't followed God and obeyed him, Yahweh wouldn't have protected this widow woman. Why is this widow woman being taken care of so she can protect Elijah? Because she stepped out in faith. But, you know, I just think as Christians, man, if you don't follow the Lord, you're going to hurt those around you. You bless other people when you obey the Lord. Do you know that? When you decide to obey what God wants you to do, you live at peace with a lot of people. You clean your room when you're asked to. You don't have to get in an argument with your mom and dad anymore. You turn in, you're working on time. Your boss is happy. The company is blessed because, hey, the Lord's got to take care of his faithful servant by feeding you. So I've got to get this company up and moving. I mean, I just think this is neat. Live for the Lord. It blesses those around you. And then I also think it's just neat how God uses this Gentile woman. He could have used any woman in Israel, but he uses a Gentile woman. And it says in the book of Luke, chapter 21, that God used the faith of this Gentile woman to basically make a statement to all of northern Israel. I couldn't find that same faith in Israel. I had to go outside of Israel. I had to go outside to Gentile lands to find that faith. Shame on you, Israel. But man, this widow woman, what a great statement of faith. And I think it's just neat how God used somebody that was rejected by society. Somebody that society thought was not worth their time. I mean, this is the lowest rung of society. And that's who God used to protect his prophet. Now, the only downside is this. This drought lasted for three years and six months. And God said, your oil's never going to run out. The flour's never going to run out. And we don't know exactly the time frame here. But that means maybe they were eating pancakes for three years. 
Can you imagine eating pancakes for two? Well, this woman, she keeps making pancakes, and I wonder if her pancakes became incredibly well-known, but everybody kept it down. Shh, shh, don't tell anybody. Because every time we go to make a pancake, she tells us about this Elijah guy and about their god Yahweh, and she, it, they're great pancakes, but you got to listen to her spiel about Yahweh, and, and, and you know what? Baal's our god, and the Baal police are wandering around trying to wipe out all Yahweh worshippers, but guess what? Yahweh's the only god who's providing his people food. And I, and I wonder if, you know, she opens up her own little IHOP, International House of Phoenician Pancakes, you know. And there's quietly a little industry of people coming to her house round the block. But guess what? I bet when they came to her house to get their pancake, they kept it quiet. They didn't want this shut down. But I bet they heard a lot about Yahweh. The amazing God he is. But I also wonder if they were like, Pancakes. Pancakes. Pancakes for breakfast, pancakes for lunch, pancakes for supper, pancakes for breakfast, pancakes for lunch, pancakes for supper, pancakes, 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 for two to three years. I wonder if Elijah sometimes sat there and said, all right, God, thank you for this food that I'm about to eat. We bless and glorify your name. Thank you for these. And he looks down pancakes and this is awesome thank you lord oh, glory goes to you i'm sorry for being such a fickle person but man we've we, we've tried every way to do these pancakes lord thank you for providing i don't know i can't imagine eating pancakes for that long but one day elijah's sitting down about to enjoy a 10 stack of pancakes and he thanks the Lord. And that's when he hears it. Ah! Ah! It's the widow woman. No, she's crying. No, my son, my son, my son, he's dead. Elijah says, the widow woman? This woman who stepped out of faith, her son is dead? Well, if you want to find out what happens next... You gotta come back next time. Isn't this a great story? To see who God used. To see the faith of this woman. And to see the miraculous way God took care of Elijah. I hope that encourages your faith. It encourages mine. When I think of some things I'm facing or what might come down the pike in the future... At the end of the day, I've got to ask myself, am I going to have the faith of Elijah? Am I going to have the faith of this widow woman? I pray we do. I pray in our generation that we raise up many prophets like Elijah and women of faith like this widow woman. I pray for that and pray, Lord, help me to be that man of faith. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. 
If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week. Thank you.